Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Mangakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of November 19th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me, we have Luna. Hello, everyone. Genki. Oh, Genki's indeed. And Gray. What's happening, dudes? Yay, the tripod is back for... I'm looking at three weeks. <laughs> yeah, about about that sounds about right. I'm yeah, sorry, it's the holiday season and things come up like cookies. Like cookies. You can't uh, say no I to want... cookies. I mean, I had cookies last week, a whole bunch of them. I I can't say no to cookies, but that's when I'm involved. <laughs> I want the cookies too. <laughs> I am involved, but I'm gonna. As long as I don't eat them all when I make them, I'll send some to you. <laughs> I, I, I'm pro-eating cookie. Uh, the the more cookies I eat, the better. Yes. I think a nutritionist would probably cry at that statement, but it's true. Yeah, as long as you burn it off, it's fine, right? <laughs> exactly. As long as like you know you you live a active lifestyle and you know take take care of yourself. You, I walked while I ate them. I guess that counts. <laughs> Yes. So they called it a cookie walk. For for me, I'm like, oh, as long as you walk like a good like five thousand to uh, ten thousand steps, I think a couple cookies is fine. I don't know if I walk that much. I try. I don't know. I like I like since working at home, me walking around the house, I've I've garnered about like three thousand steps just in my house alone. But that's because I pace back and forth, and then I do like a ten or two mile walk. I, so I, I tr- get my birding photos. <laughs> It's true. I chase. I chase the kitten. That's my walking. When she's being bad, I chase her and try to grab her and catch her. Lately, I've been subbing at middle schools, and you have to basically you have to do this pacing around the classroom to make certain kids are staying on task. So, but yeah, what have we been listening to as of late? Let's start with you, Luna. So I guess I'll go. My it's been an interesting week, couple weeks. So I went through the whole soul type of. Spiral. I listened to a lot of Mishia. I started out with her debut album, Mother, Father, Brother, Sister, and then kind of went from there and just started binging her whole discography, which is phenomenal. I mean, she has some of the best vocals when you're talking soul. And just her compositions are also very good with it. And I also forgot her voice reminds me of Mariah Carey because she Mishia can actually do that whistle note as well. So when you hear her go really high, I was like, oh, wow, I actually did not realize that. Or I forgot because it's been, I don't remember how many years since I've actually gone through this whole, her whole discography. And then I went through Juju and I have had playback on repeat lately along with Roll the Dice. But I absolutely love Juju because she had a new EP drop and... I, I listened to that and I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. And it got me on the whole Juju streak because I bought her best album, Your Story, last year. And then I'm just like, oh, I really need to go back and re-listen to this. And that was after I listened to Kotae Awase, which came out on the 10th. And if you haven't listened to it, check it out. It is phenomenal. And she also has a couple songs from the first take on there, such as Yasashide Afureru Yoni, which is amazing. 
And I also went through a lot of artists have released. There's been so many new releases this week that and in the last couple weeks, it's just been amazing. So Miyachi released his newest song uh, with Maddie Beats called Level Up. Love the rap style. It is a fun song. And also Edu released her song 23, which is kind of a follow up to her song 20. And I love 23, not as much as 20. It's not as catchy, but it's still really good. And Crystal K also has a couple new digital singles out. Her her one, Steady, is also very, very good. And then Boa released her single, My Dear, which I loved. And I can't remember. This is the first Japanese single since last year. So, and I know she released it because of her anniversary is in November. And it's around her birthday. And My Dear is really good. It's a nice, beautiful song. Fits the season. So been checking out a lot of those also Aoyama Teruma had her new album Scorpion Moon come out which I'm still waiting for my copy but Stay With Me is a phenomenal track if you haven't checked that one out on there and Kodakumi of course is releasing her best album so she released her track Four More which is also very good I love it and Cream I went back to their new song Bestie that came out on came out yesterday and I have had it on repeat ever since because I freaking love it but that's pretty much what I've been listening to. Just a lot of new releases besides my R&B soul. Oh, and some Bandmade. My sister wanted to listen to Bandmade last week and a way down to where we were going. And we listened to their Conquer album, which I absolutely love. And I need to buy the rest of their albums. So what about you, Gray? Yeah, I, I haven't been listening to anything too crazy. I've been listening to this week's Music Corner, which we will get to and. Other than that, honestly, I've just been listening to what I have been listening to as of late. You know, Shirose's uh, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Tokimeki by Vondi, still like playing that on repeat a lot. Went back earlier this week and listened to Enter by Akira Takano because I really like that album. And that, that's about it. Nothing too crazy. It's, it's just been a crazy week and, and I've been running around like, like a chicken with my head cut off. So it just hasn't quite been what I was hoping it would be. Uh, what about you, bud? What have you been listening to? Speaking of Shirose, did you see that really weird goods that they announced for Romeo and Juliet? No, I, I missed that. What's up? It's a, da- it's a damn fucking pillow of him. <laughs> half naked. <laughs> Sounds so about can, right. So you can imitate the, the, the darn cover. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, that I, I'm not in that market. It wouldn't be for me, but uh, I, I'm certain there's a, an appeal there for a certain part of the market. <laughs> so you're saying that I should cancel my my holiday gift for you? <laughs> I, I mean, you can. I mean, I mean, you you can. You, you don't have to. I'm certain my wife would find it hilarious. <laughs> it's like, hey, Gray, why do you what do you have a why do you have a pillow of a mostly naked man? What yes. are you judging me for? <laughs> but yeah, for me, I've been listening to a whole interesting amount of things. I've been listening to a lovely vocalist named Harumi and her EP Koe, which is absolutely fantastic. I've been listening to another vocalist named Tonin who's actually really, really great. I've been listening to Pinoco, who's a female rapper and vocalist with her release of her album, Lunatic. I've been really liking 3LDK off of that album, which is really good. 
which is really funny. I also really been I went back to Kodai Yoshida and his new single Jank, which is fantastic. I would highly recommend you guys check that out. I've been also listening to Hakubi, another musical corner alum, with Era, and you know that that new album also came out, and I believe that's their Warner. Warner Music debut debut album, which is fantastic. So their song Shiori and Dareka Kamisama ni Natekata has been fan freaking tastic. I've been loving it. Yuri with his song Natsune has been also really, really good. Uh, we also got the Engi as well with Ikiga Dekinai's their latest single has been really, really good. I've been just going all over the place with that. And then after that I've been listening to Little Glee Monster ironically with their with their latest single Tomenai Sekai that also released this past week, which is really, really great. And Novel Bright with their latest single, Seeker slash One Room. I personally I like Seeker a whole lot more, but <laughs> I've been also listening to Shomar's latest album, Seek, with their single Marble, which is absolutely fantastic as well. And then Awesome City Club with their single You, which is actually really, really good as well. But just a whole random bunch of things here. So. But speaking of things that we've been listening to. I know that there is a certain return that I know that you've been really excited for, Gray. And that is the lovely return of our musical corner alum, Ali. So if you guys remember, the drummer had an unfortunate case and had gotten indicted and is in jail, I think. I think he was found guilty. Well, Japan has always found guilty until proven is him, but it's a whole different thing. But he got kicked out of band, and Ali got put on hi indefinite hiatus. But about a day ago, actually yesterday, they uh, they came back and they announced that they are coming back into resuming activities, and they did release Lost in Paradise once again. They had to do a remake version. They, it's it's hilarious because they cut out all all of his vocal parts and if you go check the music video they had to re-edit the music video to cut any part of him as well so yeah i'm glad that you know i'll like like you know it's a unfortunate situation what happened with the band it's not obviously the remaining men members fault that you know there was a derelict amongst them but you know it, it is what it is and you know i'm glad to see these guys back uh i hope they have a I hope they bounce back and really find their groove and just explode, because uh, I mean, after what 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 the drummer did, like you know, it, it would be really bad if like that idiot's actions just really affected the rest of the lifespan of this group. And I, I think they're they're better than that. And they're really talented, so I, I'm really hoping like this doesn't. Well, I mean, we all cast knew a that they were gonna. We all knew that they were going to come back eventually. It's just that they needed to yeah. take an extended period of time off. Yeah. What's funny is that they actually came back as Ali. I'm very surprised about that particular announcement. Yeah, and not under a different name. 
But yeah, I'm glad they're back. I, 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 I am looking forward to them releasing all of their old stuff so I can I can deep dive into it and uh, then I'm looking forward to see what they do next and uh, I hope their next single is just as big as Lost in Paradise was if not bigger that'd be cool it looks like Apple might have more than Lost in Paradise on there uh, yeah, Apple, there. they have their love music and uh, dance album on there back originally yeah. and originally that they were they were going to bring everything back but that's of note that lost in paradise came back because they had to re-edit everything plus it just randomly shows up in your feed once again if you had originally downloaded it yes. <laughs> yeah yeah it, yes. pops back, it pops back in at the top yeah there are a couple things that pop back in my feed for ollie so and that made me excited because i really did enjoy their music and i am very glad they were able to come back from from um, the unfortunate incident that happened, so. Well, yeah. With that, let's continue on to this week's topic here. And, you know, this is kind of like a part two of what we were talking about, about release, releasing different types of, different types of media that the Japanese market has been talking about. And, you know, we've talked about it lightly about vinyls and cassettes and stuff like that and Blu-rays and things like that. But with the revival of vinyl and cassette in the Japanese music industry, is there any specific artist or album or single that you would like to see released in this type of format? Let's start with you, Luna, because I mean you have a fairly similar thought about this particular format, so I know that you probably have a little bit more to say. Yeah, I actually... I'm glad they're reviving a lot of this. I mean, when I was younger, I had a few cassettes, but not overly a ton. And for, I love vinyls. I'm a sucker because I like packaging. And I do love the sound on vinyls because it makes a huge difference. But there are a lot of ones that I would love to see and I would go out and buy in a heartbeat. And... It does depend on style in a way because some artists I feel like do fit better with a certain type of, how do you say it, um, release than others. And for cassette, I would love to see Narcry Talkie get a, like their debut album one, get a cassette release, like a re-release on cassette. I think because of how that album is, I could easily see myself listening to it on cassette and yes I still have cassette players because I have old boom boxes at home and I think it would be really cool to listen to that that punk genre fit very well for me with cassettes back in the day because I listened to more rock or punk or hip-hop on cassette and that is where I gravitated toward that style and I think Narcrite Actually, a couple, not just one, but I think their memories would also be really interesting to see a re-release on cassette. I could see if they did like a limited type one of 500,000 copies, it would sell very quickly and it would just be a neat piece to have with that. And I could see them doing some interesting artwork for it too. And that's, that's kind of why I think I would like to, and I would like to see maybe in a future release by them of them doing a CD version along with a cassette version. I think that would sell very well, having the cassette version be more limited. And as an example, like, example, I also wouldn't mind picking up 
if Boa released another cassette version again, I would pick that up. I regret not picking one up. And it sold out because they only made a limited number of copies. And I'm kicking myself because I spent enough on that album. But there's artists like that who I have a connection with that I would just love to hear in cassette. I think they'd sound really neat coming out of a boombox. But Narcritaki is my first thought on that that type of artist that I could see myself holding a boombox and listening to them on cassette. And with with for vinyls, this is where I, I, I have a really interesting style because I do like hearing rock music on vinyl. I mean, that's what that's what I, I grew up listening to on the vinyls or I grew up listening to like Beatles, the Beatles on vinyl, too, because my that's what my parents had. And I guess for vinyls, I would like more of the R&B style released and for example i would love mflow's next release to have a vinyl version and i would love to see them re-release them re-release their album kyo on vinyl and they've done vinyls in the past i saw several when i was in japan and i should have picked them up and i didn't but i they fit with that style of vinyl i would listen to and plus their music is something i love to listen to loud and vinyl will make it crisp clear you can just hear everything on it and it is just glorious and this is why they say audiophiles love vinyl it is very true vinyl has that better sound and mflow is a like one of my big big artists that i would like to see on there and they did release a vinyl with their uh the single they did with edu and uh mukai taichi as a limited release and that sold out and i would i'm hoping in the future they'll do more vinyls like that any even if it's a limited release i would also like to see edu get vinyl more vinyls because spotlight had one and i was not able to pick it up as it wouldn't ship to the states and i would like to see her other albums get releases in vinyl and i would like to see her do a edition in vinyl when she releases a new album i think she's an artist that fits the vinyl style and it's just that R&B soul comes over so nicely. And same with the hip hop. I just love hearing it in that format. Right. Uh, did you want to uh, did you want to sure. go ahead and, and kind of discuss that since you're you I know you don't listen to much like cassettes or vinyls or collect them like we do. But I'm curious to hear yes. your thoughts on this. Yeah, so for me personally, because this was a very hard topic for me to cover. Uh, like I, like one, I kind of knew what I wanted to do with the other. I, I, I just put, I, I just like, eh, I think this might would be good as a uh, like a vinyl sort of thing. But uh, the the truth of the matter is, is uh, I have not listened to vinyl since I was eight years old. Uh, my dad had a record player and he played it once, and I think we listened to Huey Lewis in the News. Uh, he had he played his Huey Lewis in the News record, and that was like the one and only time in my life like I've listened to vinyl. Like I just don't have a whole lot of experience other than kind of like what you hear and see in movies. So for me, um, uh, for cassette, because when I think of cassette, you know that you know I grew up in the '90s. That was the main medium and format that you listened to music in. In the, in the 90s was music. Like, I remember when CDs came out and everything. There were these newfangled things. It was the future. And and so for me, like, like when, you know, if I want to listen to a cassette, I want to, uh, like, you get that nostalgia. You want that, like, nostalgic feel to go hand in hand with 
you know, listening to a cassette. And so I thought three nineteen eighty nine would be a really good group to listen to in cassette format because they're a nineteen eighties throwback band. So not only do you get like the nostalgia, like like a like you, you kind of get that nostalgia feeling without the nostalgia, if that makes any sense. And you know the album that I choose is their latest album, their the best three nineteen eighty nine, where they did the re recordings, and it's just a really fun album to listen to. I really liked it quite a lot, and I imagine like just. You know, getting halfway through this and having to pop the cassette out, the flip it over and pop it back in, like, like you know, that'd be a fun experience, maybe once or twice. And then you're reminded of why digital is so good. So for me, you know, I was like, you know, cassette is is, is one of those things. It's a cool novelty idea, and it it is a nice kind of throwback of the the era. And so for me, I think that you know, this is a this would be a good format for them. So that that was my pick for cassette. Uh, for vinyl, like this one was really hard because like I said, I, I only have like a, a tangential relationship with it. I don't, I haven't experienced it a whole lot. And maybe one day I'll get to the place in my life where I can and you know, that, that'll be really fun. I, I'm kind of excited to get there. Uh, but I personally... Like there's certain styles that, to me, would sound better on vinyl than others, and so for me, I went with uh, something a little bit more laid back, and that would be Vonnie Strobo album. I think would be really good on vinyl. Uh, like that that album, I just really lends itself to that format. The 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 style and. I, I think Vonnie's just style in general really lends itself to vinyl. And he, if he, I think, you know, if he had like a vinyl release, that would be good. I think he could probably release a, like a single and that would be interesting and fun. You know, it's really funny you say that is there technically is a vinyl for strobe. <laughs> oh, is there? Yes, I didn't. I didn't check. Uh, I didn't check on like CD Japan or product listings. So because it was a record day exclusive. Oh. So obviously go. it won't be available for CD Japan. Cause... Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Well. But. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because like yeah, I, th- I think yeah, Strobo would would be a great album, vinyl. I'm certain the the Strobo vinyl owners agree with me. <laughs> I mean, hell, it's like 80 bucks, so I would assume you would. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, going back a bit on both uh, your picks, Luna and Gray here, you know, it's very interesting that you guys would say Narukaitaki and um, 1989, or 3199, mostly because, yeah, no, you guys are right. I think that a a cassette type of release would benefit both artists. Nagaritaki has that type of feel that the zanius wouldn't really matter, so I think that they would put a type of release like that eventually anyway. But you are right, Gray. I do like the fact that because they are a more nostalgic throwback style of band, obviously the most nostalgic thing to do for an 80s style rock band would be to release a cassette type of release and i believe that you know with rock i think it it's a much more better fit 
for a cassette more than anything else because I think even Scandal does all their all their stuff in in cassettes as well, which is very very interesting. So that's one thing that of note that I like that both of you picked a more rock style band. And then to go into the vinyls, like you guys said, <laughs> a specific type of genre would sp- release would be preferred on vinyl and you know obviously strobe has already got released on vinyl and i think that would that's a great fit, fit for vondi and mflow <laughs> mflow is very very interesting i i just i feel like and i i'm trying to think which albums i saw in japan of mflow i want to say it was hmm I saw a couple of their remakes albums when I was over there in vinyl. And mm. I, I remember seeing one of Doubles. And they had this whole R&B section. And I was so excited. But at the time, I didn't have a vinyl player. And so I don't want to bring them back with me. But M-Flow, for my reasoning, is because... So I don't know if you... For people who've listened to their albums, they also do this dual audio thing. And a lot of their intros and their little um, excerpts. And... It, yeah, that... that, that... That that would be the one weird thing that I don't know would fit for a vinyl release. Yes, <laughs> that's my issue. Like, it's interesting listening to it in headphones because you got this whole immersion. So if you have your vinyl record on and, like, my husband puts his headphones on while he's listening to vinyls because he does it at night while I'm sleeping. So he gets that whole immersion and you really get pulled in. So that actually sounds really cool. But if you're blasting it on the speakers and we have huge speakers for ours. It would sound very, very weird. But as their tracks in general, I think would sound very well with Lisa's smooth vocals, the rap. I think the beats sound oh, amazing you're going, and vinyl. You're going back to, to uh, well, I guess modern modern info would also include Lisa in this. Yes, it's like with Kyo. And this is why like I would love to see Kyo, hear Kyo on vinyl because they're, and we're talking old school info. When Lisa I mean, was I can also just call Kill right now and ask him if he wants to do a vinyl release. So, <laughs> but like old school Mflow, like, and I'm, I, 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 I do like a lot of Mflow's other records. I love their collaboration collections, but I do feel the style of music, the beats, and everything would sound very, very well on vinyl. And they are an artist that I would love to go back and get their vinyls. That's my goal when I go over there is to hunt for their vinyls that exist. And I would love to hear it. And I'd like to hear them do put out more vinyls. I'd like to see that. And I believe it would sell because you're going to get your hardcore fans who will buy it. I've seen a Mm. lot of their fans who've posted some of the vinyls. And I'm like, I'm so jealous, dude. You have that. And I think it's their style of music is very befitting of vinyl. And I I feel like it's due to the beats and the way they compose their music. It just... It fits, not to mention Taku's a DJ, DJ Taku. I mean, DJs used to use vinyls back in the day, and, you know, that's what they worked off of. So it's also befitting in that regards. I, I could see that. Like, I, I don't have the relationship with Inflow that you two do. So, I like, you know, they have tracks that I like, and I I, I, I mean, I was going to say, fan, you say but... the the, re- the relationship, but... You you like the majority of their stuff. <laughs> I, I, I like I like them, but I I just like I, I haven't listened to everything that they that they put out, and I, I don't have a very intimate knowledge with their with their like I I know their Deep Space Nine uh album not Deep Space Nine Deep is it Deep Beat Nine 
Beat yeah. Space Nine. Beat Space Nine. That's it. Thank you. So like like but I know even that so, album, you, you said really you good. said you you listened to Universe and that's a majority of their discography up until they mean, revive. I mean, I did, I did listen to that, but I mean, you know, that's like, what, uh, that was like a hundred songs, and I listened to that, that album once, three years ago. So, uh, yeah, it, it like I said, I, I like their work, uh, but it's just not, like I said, I just don't have, like, that knowledge that you guys have, uh, and and stuff. But I, I will say, I, I did like a lot of their, their work. I, I don't, I, to me, I, I do think, like, it would depend on the track for me. I think some tracks, like, you know, One Day, I think would be really good on vinyl. I think that would be a fantastic track on vinyl. Even the Crevo remix of One Day, I think would be really good on vinyl. Mm. I'm not 100% certain about other tracks, like All I Want Is You. It's, to me, well, that would I be mean, a, a little I also weird. Th- I also think that stuff that is a little bit more of a slower beat would be preferred because I don't think you're listening to vinyl for a high pace style of of composition personally. No, and a lot of their <laughs> yeah, older yeah. music is slower beat. I mean, look at Hands. Yeah. But even Hands at a certain point, like when it gets to that solo part, it's a little bit you're pushing the limits of it in my personal opinion though. <laughs> Yes, and I think it's Expo Expo is one of the ones I thought it had a vi- uh, vinyl. But like, I'd love to hear like how you like me now and come again. I would love their whole Expo Expo album and Planet Shining on vinyl. Because hmm. I think those would be amazing to have on there. And I wish if I remembered which and Been So Long I think would be amazing. Yeah, Been So Long would have been. A much preferred. Ironically, they do have Xbox One LP. Yeah, and uh, been so long. They do have a special vinyl of it. Came out ninety eight. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also Planet Shining, which is going for a pretty freaking penny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, most of their vinyls do now, and I really, I think back then, I remember them being about thirty each, and I really couldn't afford it, and also bringing them back. You know, I already had enough to bring back, but. Mm. I, like, for me, yes, there are a lot of great songs like Loop in My Heart. I would love mm. that on vinyl. I mean, mm. Let Go. <laughs> let Go would be a much more easier pill to swallow, I personally believe. Yeah, and it's just, I feel like as a whole, I would like to have that whole album on vinyl. Yes, not all songs are going to sound, like, amazing on it, but you're going to have those choice songs off the album that you are just going to love to listen in vinyl, and you're not going to want to any other way. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think Kyo would, I would love to see it on vinyl because I would like Ecto on LP. Mm. I would love mm. to hear that on vinyl because that's one of my favorite, like, songs of the newer ones they've done. It is just so good. And mm. just imagining that one on, like, vinyl would be, I'd be sold. Mm-hmm. Well, regardless, for for me, you know, I continued the trend that you guys also had did, and with a cassette type of release, I would love to see Asian Kung Fu Generation release something on this format. Granted, I know that they are much more easier and safer pick because of the fact that they have do they do have sway in the industry. So label wise, it wouldn't be much of a a big kerfuffle if they were to do a a rock release, and obviously. Like I said before, I think rock and rock style of releases have a much more a symbiote relationship with cassettes. And I think that uniqueness 
that cassettes have for that industry is very, very, very promising. Also, it'll give Sony, who owns Walkman, a an excuse to be like, well, we're going to do this special edition Asian Kung Fu Generation uh, like cassette uh, Walkman. So that's also extra money right there. I'm surprised that, you know, with Universal, Universal ain't really pushing a cassette type of player for for their artists, especially with Scandal, because Scandal's the one that is doing a lot of it for that particular label. I'm very surprised about that. And, you know, for vinyl, obviously, you know, I've I've talked about this for a bit. I think that, you know, city pop, R&B, and soul type of artists would be a little bit much more of a better pill to swallow for an LP for a vinyl release. And it would make me want to get that. That genre just fits very, very well for an LP release. So with that, I've asked that if I were to want someone to release something of that genre again, I would love to see Utada, honestly. Say what you will about her current string of releases and style. You can't deny that her specific style of music as of right now is a match made in heaven for an LP release. You know, I 100% agree with that. And Ken, if I'm correct, Utada's had a couple LP releases in the past, not including One Last Kiss, but album-wise. Hmm. If I remember correctly, hold on, let me just look that up real fast here. If I remember correctly, yeah, she has distance. All of her latest, or, or her prior stuff is on an LP release, so obviously continuing that trend would fit a lot more, even so. And I agree. I think having her on vinyl in general is a treat. And she's one of those pillars that does deserve vinyls. I feel like there's a couple artists that fit with it. And because of her style of music, too, is very befitting of vinyl. Mm. She only started doing it for up to, I believe, from what it seems like up to distance so i mean that's still always earlier in her career so actually she made a cassette versions for for her single collection which is quite hilarious i'm surprised yeah just to get on in on this conversation i will say i i i could see utada being really really good pick for vinyl even i i basically what ken said even though like her latest stuff I'm not the biggest fan of it it is picture perfect for vinyl in a lot of ways like I think you know mm. like play a love song I could see that being a vinyl track and sounding really good on it so I I think she would be a really good pick for it and and especially her older stuff I I, I think her older stuff is almost made for vinyl in a way uh, and ironically I I think her newer stuff is much more befitting of vinyl because like I said before with mflow I think the composition is much more better suited for, her 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 newer stuff now is much more suited for a vinyl release compared to the mid tempo to sometimes high tempo beats that she does release prior prior to her her current run of resuming activities yeah. right now yeah i could see that i could totally see that because uh yeah it makes sense and i mean how how popular was one last kiss on vinyl like that thing was huge 
And I mean, it's I, still it's still selling fairly well. I mean, it was only a limited edition, but it, it was selling fairly well. It sold out everywhere. It did. I did not get a copy, and I was very sad. Now they're going for a good chunk of money. But yeah, I, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts about our vinyl artist picks and cassette artist picks. And we would love to hear, you know, our audience's picks as well. We would love to hear that. I think it'd be very interesting. And if you think that a genre that we pick is doesn't fit that, then just let us know. Because like, like I said earlier, all three of us picked a rock group for cassette. Obviously, I, I believe that the rock genre is much more of a easier pill to swallow for a cassette release. But obviously, there are other genres that want to do that. So if you guys want to hear a certain artist do that, please let us know. We would love to hear that, either on Twitter or on our gmail account so but with that let's move on to this week's music corner here and gray you have the lovely honor to introduce your artist so why did you take the reins yeah yeah i went and picked a very interesting artist that i've come to know and and like uh, a, a lot a little bit and uh, yeah it, it's a really interesting uh, rock group uh, is uh, well uh, in our article we call them a rock project which I think is the pro- appropriate term although their website refers to them as a band still but yeah I decided to do the you know the thing is technically Charm Park is a band but we talk yes. about charm right <laughs> yeah no, no like I said I agree with you I'm just calling out I find it weird that on their website they, they refer the, like it's a band and I'm like it's really like the guy in this stuff uh, but yeah th- th- this is a lot like Huya Extended I and I think Huya Extended is also a, is considered a band and that that's more of a rock project too but uh, this week uh, we are doing the five-piece rock project noble rich uh which is fronted by jq or jeremy uh cortas is, is that how you say his name i'm not certain on his last name uh and the rest of the band the rest of the the group it, it really rotates as, as needs and he works with a wide range of artists and musicians and really goes that extra mile. Like I said, it's really very similar. I like I covered who you extended because I love the idea of building like this like this one guy and just kind of building like an ensemble around him as he needed it. And I didn't know like I kind of knew of Noble Rich's existence, but I didn't know this is what Noble Rich was as well. Um, but it's really that same idea, that same concept where really the group is formed around JQ and JQ is the visionary of the group. He writes all the music and he, you know, he has a pool of artists that he selects from and he pulls them in and, and, you know, they do the composite, they, they do the music and it, it's really, really good. Now the name comes from a portmanteau of the word null as in nothing and uh, the but as in but, and then the word rich. So it's supposed to be like nothing but rich. Uh, and so it's noble rich is the is the proper pronunciation and it looks weird on a page i i think all of us had had questions about how to actually pronounce this group's name but noble rich is i, I would say the proper pronunciation for it because it's a portmanteau 
And yeah, this is a really interesting band uh, or interesting group. The their very first album is titled Guess Who, and that dropped in 2016. And since then, they've gone on to release five albums with their latest drop album dropping earlier this year, which was New Gravity. Uh, Nova Rich, because of just the way it works, like it has a very interesting and unique style that I, I really fell in love with. And you get a wide range of song variety when you're listening to Nova Rich. There, there really is... Like he really just has this ability to not only cater the music to to what he needs, but to cater the music to his vocals as well, because because he's a pretty strong vocalist. He's I mean you know we we've, we've probably covered groups with stronger vocalists, but he's still really good in the vocals, and he's able to take that composition and really tailor it to his voice and make it stand out even more than what it may would otherwise. So. He, he's really, really good. One of my favorite tracks that he does is his latest track, A, a New Day, which features uh, a dude whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce because I will just butcher that. And But check out New Day. It is his latest track. It's really good. That one's got a heavy 80s feel to it. It's very heavy synthesizer, but I really, really like that, that track. I think it's a lot of fun and... You know, like you can really go overboard with synthesizer, and I really like their approach with this. I think it works really well, and it sounds really good. And just to show uh, an, a a grasp of his range, I do bring up Lost Game, which is a, another really good track. That is a much more of a ballad, and it's a wonderful, beautiful number. So if you want, like, if you're looking for more of a slower soulful track a little bit more um like i would definitely recommend lost game i think like that is a a wonderful track so definitely give that a listen to uh but i'm very eager to hear what you guys think of nolba rich so luna uh let's start with you what were your thoughts on nolba rich so i i honestly really like nolba rich and i was already familiar with him before you picked him so i'm glad you did and we actually get to talk about about Noble Rich. Technically, all of us have been familiar with him because he was one of our first artists that we originally talked about on our show when we were covering albums. Yep, for Hot. And I, I kind of can still follow him after that, not consistently. However, I he's an artist that it always pops up in a lot of the artists I listen to in general. So occasionally I'll just kind of go back, see what he has out, listen to it. So I've, I've had like a few tracks favorited here and there. And going back then listening to him as a whole, actually going through his whole discography was very nice because I always start from old to new. And it's just interesting to see how he does change it up with each release and even sometimes it's gradually, sometimes it isn't. Like, I feel his newer stuff, especially his new Gravity album, I think there's some fantastic tracks on it. It sounds a lot more chill and kind of that relaxing vibe. I love Lonely, Look Up, Lost Game, like Grace said, Lost Game is fantastic. I also loved his collaborations, such as Ashwood Vondi and Together with Bashi and Be Alright with Mummy D. I love Mummy D. 
So, but go, I mean, like listening to everything he's done, it's, he's constantly consistent. I will say probably my two favorite albums were Hot and Second Galaxy. But it's hard to just pick one because it's just, you just gravitate towards certain ones. I think I gravitated toward Hot first because that was when we covered and it was the, that reminiscence of, yeah, this is a solid album. And, but going back, like Guess Who was also great because I love New Era. I thought that was an amazing song, but I love the style he does and what he brings to the table. And I feel that anyone can really find a track by Nobridge that you'll like. And he's just kept it consistent throughout that. And I meant by releasing good music consistent, because usually I'll find an album or a couple songs and I'm just like, you know, I'll just completely skip. But I feel like with him, you're always going to have those ones you're going to like at least one to three plus songs on each of his albums. And I find him constantly consistent because he, I mean, as there's great compositions with it, his vocals know how to match with those compositions. And I think they're all, all his music is very well produced and done. Luna makes a good point. And yeah, like like I said, the composition work and uh, you know, there, there, the variety of his, like, like I said, I think the strong suit of him is his just sheer variety that he's able to do, and uh, because, like she said, there's a, a track almost you can li- like listen to him enough. There's a track you will like more than likely because of just the variety that he does, and it, it doesn't feel like the, the sometimes like when you have a group with a lot of variety sometimes it feels like they're throwing spaghetti at the wall to try to kind of see what sticks but you really don't get that with this it is really just like they know what they're doing and you still get that variety you know the thing is with that uh it really benefits that you know jake Yu himself is the only person that is touching the composition making and writing of this song compared to other other artists that might be doing doing that where they do a bright wide variety of styles and and that that's the one thing that really benefits for something of this type that you know you have that person there to really understand what that vision of whatever song he's trying to do he or she is trying to do yeah that 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 makes sense because yeah you do have the like that unified uh you you have the one guy who's directing everything, and it's not just uh, uh, designed by committee. It's production. not too many cooks in yeah. the kitchen, so exactly. to speak. Yes. So you know, like same for like the charm part, for example, because he also does very much different styles and different ranges. But the fact that he himself, Charm, does the composition really he understands what his limitations are doing compared to what other vocalists, if someone were to write for him. That makes a lot of sense. Cause you, you know where you're, you know, the limitations, yeah. you know, your, you know, your limitations for the most yeah. part. Yeah. So like projects like this, you know, I'm not really going to not so much be amazed, but I, I understand that that person probably has a better understanding of his range compared to, like, if we were to talk, you know, not to compare other music corners here, but 
like if we were to say like she is summer she is summer has a is a type of solo project that is specifically you know she doesn't write for herself miku doesn't write for herself she has other people by committee do the composition for her and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but sometimes they understand a really good composer would understand the limitations of that the only outlier to that is kenshi i think but that's a whole different topic for a whole different day but going on no no bridge you know he is an artist that never really left my term so to speak and honestly i was going to do him several years back like probably he would have been either my first or probably in the early runnings for us doing music corner here because i really liked voice voice was probably the one track that i fell in love with by noberich and you know i really liked hot personally and overall he's such an amazing artist that you can't help but just get into his music and his vocal style and range and stuff like that it's all encompassing and it makes such a very strong case of why he's been doing what he's been doing for so long i absolutely love that and personally while i do love all his older style of tracks you know you know new gravity is really good i've really liked it and you know new era and and second galaxy with lost game and things like that are fantastic and a new day is absolutely fantastic as well and i can see why you initially fell back in love with him gray because of that track yeah yeah it, it's it's a really really good track and it, it was just like oh hey you know and, and like i said he's he's an artist that he showed up many times at uh because he he's you know he's he's always at the bottom of oh you like this artist you will like him so like he's been an artist that i've seen a lot and and stuff but i haven't dove dove into him until uh this week when i decided to do music corner but i'm glad both of you guys really enjoyed him and i'm glad you were able to uh enjoy your time with him and i'm glad we were finally able to knock this artist off of your list ken yeah, it's getting to the point that I just don't need to do anything. I just have to pray to the Lord and Savior that you guys will do Because <laughs> it's happened about five times now where I'm being like, yeah, I would have done him, but I didn't know how the other two would react. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is the person you're concerned about is the one that usually puts it up. <laughs> it's like, hey, I want to do this person. Hmm, yeah. Yeah, no, but there are times that I thought Luna would have, wouldn't like the artist, and she ends up doing the artist herself as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, this it goes a multiple, like, it's not just me, I know. Like, it's happened a couple times on her side, too. It goes both ways. Yeah. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to the Oricon here, and <laughs> this week was very interesting. <laughs> yes, it was. I, I liked this week. I thought it was good. After last week's debacle, to actually have some decent stuff to talk about, I, I'm pretty hyped for this. Well, I mean, one thing to really talk about, mostly. <laughs> uh, that is, I, I think there's a solid two tracks that are worth talking about, and then... I don't one, acknowledge that second track, though. 
<laughs> but that that's how it is. Yep. But with that, let's continue on to number 10 here, and it is Dry Flower by Yuri. Not much we can say here. This week it's on the lovely 20,278 points. And next up is Chopstick by Niju. Now, I will say this once and for all. Yeah, Niju just like, I can't. I really can't. You know, I've said it before with what was the, the latest release that they did before Chopsticks. I don't remember. It's the song. It's the second song on that album. Take a picture. But, uh, yeah, take a picture. <laughs> it was take a picture. And I, you know, I, I've lost all hope for this group already. You know, and I've said it before. And it's, yeah, no, Chopstick is absolutely horrible in my personal opinion. And granted, once again, we're not the target audience probably for this. So I understand that you know us complaining about it doesn't really deny the fact that it is popular <laughs> yeah i mean i know that they're popular but man i i, I think for me I, I i can only speak for myself at the end of the day but i think for me it's i wish i found the popular stuff more appealing because i i want to see like i i kind of want to see like what the public sees in the track if that makes any sense because i've always but then held... I, I also also again you know I don't think we're the target demographic. The music oh, is always not. going to skew towards the teens and the 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 twenty peoples. We're not in that age range anymore. As much as we like to think we're young at heart, unfortunately, we're not that target demographic. And anything, this style of music, unfortunately, we already we are seeing that change in the industry and i believe we saw it around 2000 2020 and, and 2019 that this skew of the industry is turning this way and well, we might not like it but hey it's what the younger audience likes and that's what's going to win the the yeah. rankings so to speak at the end so of the day it just, is what sells yeah you know? Yeah, it's it's not just us. It's not just you. I mean, I I think I can speak to the both of us as well for Luna, Luna and myself that you know, this 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 style ain't working. <laughs> yeah, it it really isn't. And this is way too early to listen to in the morning because I that jolted me awake. But Chopstick was not for me. It's I'm not the target audience at this point. I know that. The sad thing is, is I couldn't get to my phone in time after the song was over to change it. So Take a Picture came on and I actually thought Take a Picture was better than Chopstick. Not by much, but I was like, wow, I really hated Take a Picture when I first heard it. I did not like it. And I'm like, the sad thing is, is Chopstick was worse for me than Take a Picture. And that kind of like really realized like, yeah, they're definitely not for me. And I keep having hope I'll find something by them that hits and it just really hasn't and like like you said Ken the, we're not the target audience and you can tell that they're really heading toward that younger generation and especially the teens in early 20s are going to enjoy this but it's just not for our generation yeah i mean you know to not sound as old people yelling at the cloud kind of moment here it's it's just how it is and you know us Trying to understand what what makes this group works or not, it's just how 
the younger generation appeals towards this style of music, which is the more Korean influenced style. And you know, <laughs> you know, we're we're not that target audience. And obviously, we if we didn't like that initially, us it being cr- crammed down our throats ain't gonna really help it. <laughs> no, it's not. It's gonna have the opposite effect. Yeah. So. You know, regardless, Chopstick by itself, because it is part of uh, their upcoming album, by itself, it sold fairly well. It's 22,995 points here. Going on up to number eight, it is Say Hey Send by Back Number. Not much more we can say here. This week, it sold a lovely 23,507 points here. And going on up to number seven here, it is Tokino Mekyu. By the people of, I, w- I would say, Macross here, because I'm not going to even try to say their Macross names because it's based off of German. So, <laughs> but. Ronkali and Shadunomu yeah. were two of them. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this because I'm not a Macross person. So. And obviously, it is heavy hitters here. I mean, you got Nakashima Ai and Mayan as one of the main vocalists for this. So I mean, so for Tokino Meikyu, I I do like Macross. I've only delved into some of it because there's so Macross is such a big umbrella to dive into because there's so many series with it. And I grew up with the older stuff, like you're talking Macross Plus, the original Macross, that type of thing. I will say the one thing that I've always loved about Macross is the music. And I actually do like Toki no Meikyu. I think it's a very theatrical-like song, and that's obvious, you know, given the what it's tied to being an ended credit song. It's not something I'm going to listen to all the time, but I think it's a very, very solid track. And I'm glad to see it on here because it just brings back the memories of when I did used to watch a lot of Macross and I would love for the new series to come over here because it is great music and it's in and Tokino Meikyu is an example of it it is beautiful I do feel like it's a little drug out in parts but that's due to it being tied to an ending theme with all the characters talking in, in it so I feel like a more cut down version if released would be would sound a lot smoother yeah, I think Luna hits on a really good point because for me, it, it wasn't a bad track. I thought it worked. I thought it did what it needed to do. It was, I mean, it it was pretty solid. I I didn't love it, but I can see the appeal and why people would like it. My biggest complaint was that song felt like an eternity and just slightly overstays its welcome. <laughs> I already knew that was going to be it. <laughs> as soon as yeah. I, I I saw what it was and then I saw the length, I was like. Hmm. I think Gray's going to nail on the head that the, the length <laughs> is a tad too long. Just just a smidge, just like 30 yeah. seconds a bit too long here. It's, I mean, yeah. it's a seven-minute track. And I, I completely understand. And it doesn't really help that they have moments of silence throughout the song, which makes you think that the song is done. It done it yeah. three times throughout this song. And then it just continues. But then me thinking about what this is tied to, it probably and how theater works in Japan compared to Western and American releases. Because in if you guys don't know, if you watch a movie in the theaters for Japanese releases, 
they don't have a cut to black in credits roll. They have a they play the credit scene while the credits are rolling, <laughs> much to the betterment if people want to leave or not. But yes, it's it plays while it's rolling, and I believe what the intent was when they were doing these silent interludes, it was a big scene that is happening in the credits. Granted, I don't think that works if you're doing an actual release, and I wish that they just chopped that and just made it a little bit smoother transition. But yeah. it is what it is, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head there, Ken, because that was my thoughts. And I understand it was due to the theatrical and the moments, because I've seen a couple uh, Japanese movies that, well, many, almost all of them do that. But I, I, if they, you know, releasing it as a release release, if they would have chopped that down, I would have loved it more. But I, I still think it's a solid track nonetheless. And it didn't feel like a seven-minute track, to be honest. I mean... I dreaded the length, but when I actually listened to it, it didn't feel like that long to me, except those awkward moments of silence. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention or keeping track of it, and the and so I didn't realize it was a seven-minute song until you said something. I was like, you know, it didn't sound like it was seven minutes of my life. I just, I just, I had that moment where I was like, man, it feels like there, uh, there should have been an ending, like yeah. Like, fairly, like, at one point in time, but then it just continued on, right? Yeah, it just it just kept going, and I was like, oh, you know. <laughs> but yeah, this week, Toki no Mekyu sold a wonderful 30,905 points here. And going on up to number six, it is Beetlejuice by Yuri. So we get a double Yuri release on here. And, yeah, you know, that talk that we had last week gray about yuri and how we we classified him you know it's very interesting that you say what you said because he, he's and i think i understand because of the fact that what your upcoming comments are going to say about him so well, why don't you say it first and i'll kind of just kind of chime in after that yeah because uh, so here, here's the thing, and uh, I want to get something out of the way. I don't want to be mistaken for uh, a country music fan. I'm not by any means, but the area I live in listens to it a lot, almost exclusively. So you know, if you're but gray, but gray, but gray, yeah. Don't you listen to song all the time about taking a shot of whiskey and taking your shotgun on the back and no, hitting your wife? No, I do not. <laughs> I do not. I, 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 man, you know, I, this I, is my assumption of what country is because I don't live in the area of country. My, I, my definition of country is what you guys say Hawaiian music is. <laughs> yeah. I, like, there's a lot of elements to that. So, cause, uh, cause, so, like, like Hawaiian music and, 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 like, American country music have a lot of similar elements to folk rock, which is what Yuri is. And so a lot of times... I don't know about Hawaiian music, but yeah. uh, (laughs) That's fair, I guess. I I haven't listened to it enough, I I I will be honest. But yeah, so, but for, for me, like, like not not I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to say Yuri is like a country music artist or anything like that. He's nowhere near it. But some of his tracks really have like some elements that are very similar that just remind me of country music for for reasons, and it's because he's a folk rock artist, and 
you know, folk rock's not really, like, I'm certain there are, like, some folk rock people in America, but it's not really a big popular genre here. Not to my knowledge. I don't think it is here. I think it's more so, yeah, like, European countries or, like, yeah. not American type of countries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, because, cause, and I've, I've, like, I've listened to Yuri I, I, and, and stuff, and... I, I hear what he's doing, and, and to me, like, his song Dry Flower, he really sounded like, girl with a guitar, but it's not girl with a guitar because it's a guy. So, so like, that, that's it's what it a, it sounded man. like oh, to yeah, me. Yeah, it's a guy with a guitar. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a guy, guy with a guitar. guitar. And, uh, and we've, we've talked about this before. Yeah, but, but I will say Beetlejuice is, is, is actually really good. I, I think it's a really solid track. I, I really enjoyed it. I think that... You know, it's probably his best track of what I've heard. Now, I've only heard two of his tracks. So of the two, I I really like Beetlejuice a lot more. I think it's, to me, it's more to my taste. And I I really liked it a lot. I I like the composition of it. I like the melody of it. It's got a good hook to it. And it really does a good job of pulling the listener in and it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's a relatively short song. If if I had criticism, I'd say it's too short. It's like three minutes on the dot and this could hmm. be a three and a half minute song easily. And well, I and, mean, you've listened more to more songs by him, but it's just of, of recollection. Cause yeah, I, I remember he, he was, he cosin is a much better track in my opinion personal opinion because it's a much higher tempo i i figured you would like that song particularly well because it's not slow acoustic style track yeah (laughs) that's fair and i mean and like i said i'm not i'm not anti-acoustic style tracks by any means i think when dry flower hit i i think i'd just been burnt out on, on, on acoustic styles for a bit and stuff and it's it's been a while since we've really had to discuss acoustics so i i'm a lot more open to it at the moment than i was uh when when dry flower drops it's it's not really so much that that we're i i guess not so much burnout i think it's just that it didn't move the wheel and it just really didn't seem all that interesting at the time yeah but but and I granted I, we didn't see, we didn't know the appeal that the long lasting appeal that it would have took. Yeah yeah I mean, I mean it's I mean, o- almost people, close to a year that they'd released and it's still on here. Yeah <laughs> I, I mean it found its audience for and, and you know I'm glad it did and, and stuff and you know I'm glad he's you know he's able to stay on the charts like this because you, know, you know Beetlejuice may not have the the presence that it has if it wasn't for Dry Flower so and, and I mean we've seen that a lot you know stuff like you know. When official Hige Dondism had, you know, had the, their their day in the sun, it's, it's like yeah, they would release other tracks, but it wasn't wasn't the, it, was, it was just like it was just this other. It songs. wasn't Pretenders. Yeah, yeah <laughs> thank you. I, so yeah, it wasn't Pretenders, and and you know, it and I'm like you know, the, the, you know, there was sometimes you liked them, sometimes you didn't, but it's like you know, like the reason this is here is it felt like because of the the pretenders track and and stuff and so i don't know like i said i like beetlejuice a, a bit more i think it's fantastic uh I, I liked it a lot i haven't added it to my library i don't know if i will or not that's the only that's the only part that i'm kind of torn on so 
I'm waiting on that, but of of his tracks, this is the one that I'm by far the closest to adding, and I, I could see myself doing it. I added it. I love Beetlejuice, and I have actually been listening to it since it first dropped. I was very excited to see it on Apple, and I immediately listened to it. I'm like, it, this is amazing. However, it's not my favorite track by Yudi, but it's up there, and this has gotten me more hyped for his first album coming out because for me, Yuri's been really solidly releasing tracks and I am just so happy to hear it. And I like his style. I like I like the music style he's going for and I know it's not for everyone and you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it. And for me, I'm... Well, you know, I, I would say that... Well, another question that I would have before we continue on here is... Which is your favorite track done by him? Is it Hikosen? Because I, 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 not too sure about that. It's not Hikosen, actually. I think Hikosen is a very solid track, though. It is. A- I think it is one of his better tracks in my perspective. Oh yeah, opinion. no, I completely agree. My favorite one is probably, and it's a hard choice. Is probably uh, Sakurabe, Sakurabare. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to bother. I was going to say, man, you can be really basic if you chose Dry Flower. No, but I, know, I, I really know think it's not going to because I love the piano work. I love his vocals in it. I, I mean, that's the one I've listened to the most. But I think Beetlejuice is really, really good. And I've actually listened to quite a bit since it's released a couple times this week already. Mm. And I, I'm very, very excited to hearing an album in full of him and just what he's going to do in the future. Yeah, so you know, for for me, I've I've, I've really liked Yudi. Yudi is probably a close third or second for for my artist of the year of, of for him because I think he just really exploded after Dry Flower. You know, I really liked Infinity. I really liked Hikosen. Shudder is really fantastic. And Natsune, the song before Beetlejuice, was absolutely fantastic. It's probably one of my favorite ones. And, you know, with Beetlejuice, I've... I I really liked it as well. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, but I, I listened to it a, a tad beforehand, early when it got released earlier in the, in the month. I, and I've really liked it. And... Not to judge it on Dry Flower, which eventually a lot of people are doing as of right now, because like we, it's the official Hige thing here. One of the things that I do like that Yuri is doing as of right now is that every release since Dry Flower has been a tad different. And you can really hear that. he He's not going for the official Hige-isms that probably several artists in the past has done. And that's another thing why I really like what Back Number is also doing, because I think Back Number is an amazing group that didn't rely on Hikosen's style of composition to make new music. I mean, Hikosen is by itself a great track, but I think Yellow is probably one of the better tracks done by them this year. So I'm very thankful that Yuri also never fell into that trap with Beetlejuice. And that you know, that style that you said that it was country 
and folk style rock. Yeah, no, I can totally hear that. I didn't agree with that initially when you said that, when we had our talk about it, because I really loved Natsune. Natsune is an absolutely fantastic trick. Because it's not, it's more poppy and more piano focused. So that's why I felt that I don't know what you're talking about when we had that conversation. But listening to Beetlejuice, yeah, I can see. Yeah, he's more of a folk style rock singer. Yeah, and, and like like I said, you know, that's just something that I, I notice and stuff. And it's just one of those things where, and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with you know country. Yeah, or there's folk nothing wrong with that. You know, anything like that. It's, it's just what it is. Right? It's just it's just one of those things. Where it's like I'm listening to. It, it's like, man, it's just to me, it's just what it sounds like and stuff. And like I said, it's because it's because of the area I live in. Like you know, I walk into Walmart and it's what you hear. It's like, oh, yeah. Once again, and, do you hear like yeah. just all the 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 <laughs> yeah like big and rich and all that Jack from jazz, you know? like, <laughs> and oh, hitting your wife. <laughs> it's, it's like like old country's not not that bad, but bro country is oh my god, it just makes me want to put my head through concrete. I know so, what you mean. My dad likes old country, so but I can see the folk rock in Yuri, and I like that. And I think that's what's appealing for him to me. But I also like his poppier stuff too, like Natsune. So I, I think all in all, he's he's pretty well rounded in like what I do like in a male vocalist for the style, the style. Regardless, Beetlejuice sold a lovely thirty one thousand nine hundred twenty two points and going on up to number five. It is Butter by BTS. I need my BTS meal. God damn it. McDonald's, please. For the love of God, <laughs> give me my BTS meal. But. This week it sold a lovely 38,424 points. And going on up to number four, it is gifted by B first. Now, Luna, you weren't on last week, so I want to kind of hear what you thought about gifted. So, gifted for me, I actually did not care for the lead track, which was gifted. I thought the B-sides were way better. I think First Step was the best track on the Gifted single, to be honest. And I even thought Kickstart was better than Gifted. But something about Gifted just didn't stick for me. I I liked First Step because I thought their vocals were more prominent. I thought it fit more with the, with the type of style I do enjoy. But, it, yeah, it was... I can tell you the lead track gifted was not for me, but I still do recommend. I'd like to hear more by B first because when listening to First Step, I'm like, okay, now this I like. I like to hear more tracks like this. I wonder if more of their music so, or more in a style because this is you know bad. it's funny. So did did you look up what this track is, or what this group is from or how this group was formed? No. So this is Sky High's personal unit because ever since he i i don't want to say retire from triple a but we're at this point they're on indefinite hiatus forever i assume <laughs> and sky high has took in a more producing role and this is his first dance vocal unit so I can see that. That's actually very interesting. I did not realize that, that this was his Plus, unit. Yeah. But, I mean, I think they have good vocals. I'd li- I'm looking forward to hearing more of them. The track Gifted isn't for me, but at least there is, at least there was a good, a track I liked on it. 
And we were the same, me and you, Gray. We we didn't like Gifted all too much. We we assumed that the B side tracks were much better. Kickstart was a much better track, and First Step was all right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Kickstart was like the the standout of of that for me, but yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Regardless, this week gifted so the lovely forty nine thousand one hundred and thirty five points, and going on up to number three, it is Mahoroba Asterisk by Not Equals Me. Now. This was a very interesting release because, you know, Not Equals Me is very interesting to say the least. (laughs) Because this is their second single. And if I remember correctly, you ended up really like, I think you really liked the Not Equals or Equals Me or Equals Love side of this idol group. So why don't you start, Gray, of what you thought about this release? Yeah, no, this is a... I, I really liked this track, uh, Not Equal Me. I've liked both of the tracks that they've released so far. I've not added them to my music library. I don't think I have. Let me double-check that. But And I haven't added this latest track yet, but I really liked it. I thought it stand, stood out really well and real, really had just this wonderful sound to it. I really wound up enjoying it. And, yeah, I, I thought it was... I liked it a lot, and actually, I do. I did. I did add their uh, "Kimi wa kono natsu koi o suru" to my to my library. So I, I, I have. And that was their that, that was their first single. So yeah, it it yeah. So so I I like them. I like them a lot. I felt like this was a solid follow up to it. I think it's really good. I, I the one thing I will say about it is. I, I don't know if it does anything really particular or special, and I think it's one of those things where either you like it or you don't, uh, and if if you're not into Girl Idols, I don't know if this will be a track that will convert you into Girl Idols. Like, it just, like it's a really good track for what it is, and and that's well, what I liked about you know, it. The, th- the thing is, you know, this 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 particular project and group not not only not equals me but equals love as well is done by sashi Harino, which is you know akb48 and stuff like that this is her produced group and obviously she, because she came from the queen of of idol groups and not really changing anything obviously she's she knows the formula and knows what sells so if you're not going to be a fan of what traditional or just idle is this generation it's not going to turn that wheel so to that's speak. that's fair yeah that's fair but i i did i i, I liked it a lot and i really enjoyed it so i like not equals me i'm looking forward to their next release and i can't wait to see what they do so surprisingly i actually really like this track i like two tracks in the single um of uh mahoroba Asterisk. I was kind of surprised. I know it's a little bit generic for me. However, I still enjoyed their vocals. It reminded me of an anime type song. And maybe if that's the reason I liked it, but it had it really did have an anime vibe for me. And I thought it was it, it was actually really, really fun. 
I still think the my favorite track on there. I'm not, I can't even say the whole thing because it's so long. But it's the Dare mo inai mori no kude ipon, and it goes on from there. It's like a whole sentence. But I I thought it was solid, and I can't remember my thoughts on their their debut single. To be honest, Kimiwa Konatsu. Either I'll yeah I don't yep. remember my initial we, thoughts. We, we personally didn't. We didn't personally didn't like it. I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't I add think... anything. So that shows where I, I was I, in that. I think equal loves. I think we like the tat more, but not equals me. Is is a group that I think both of us were like kind of meh on. And for for me, you know, Kimi wa Konanatsu koyo suru. I think I give that the benefit of the doubt because it was their debut single, and with Mahodoba Asterisk, you know, it's it seems like I know what to expect from this group. I I can see that. I mean, I I have a feeling we're going to what we hear right now is what we're going to get in the future. I mean, I don't yeah. think uh, Mah- uh, Mahodoba Asterisk is the best track by any means, but there is a catchiness to it. I did enjoy despite the generic sound to it. However, I'm yeah. gonna, I, I am gonna kind of see what they do next in the future. Since I'm like, okay, this was okay. I actually like this was fun, but at the same time, I'm kind of still iffy on the group in general. So they're like a one and one for me right now. Yeah, as of right now, for me, like I kind of already know what to expect with this group. I think this is the Nogi, not the Nogi Zaka, the Hinata Zaka Forty Six effect. Where, yeah, they know what they got, and they're going to stick with that. So, They know what works for them, and they're just going to ride that. Regardless, Mahoroba Asterix with a lovely 60,454 points here. And going on up to your comedy group of a, a release here, it is Ini with A. Now, <laughs> you weren't on here last week as well. Luna. So what did you feel about A as a release? Rocketeer made me want to cry. I As in tears of laughter, tears of joy, or tears of cringe? Uh, tears of cringe. So there were so <laughs> many things I did not like about this. One, nothing flowed. I didn't like how their rap came out. It just sounded awkward, which made it cringy. You don't awkward. like the fact that they, they, they made you remind themselves that they are a Rocketeer? Which reminds me, did you like the title of this week's episode? Yes, I did. <laughs> it was clever. I just, with Rocketeer, it was a mess. With the, what they were doing with it, it was all over the place. There was no, you could not even hear any of their vocals. It sounded kind of like yelling in parts. And then you got the rap, which was just <laughs> awkward and cringy. <laughs> And it, it's not, it's not kind of like yelling when it's yelling. It is yelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there, there are parts that it's just like, <laughs> it's just a dude screaming at you. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I, I like, dude. you're talking yeah. to someone who likes Screamo. I like Screamo yeah. when it's done well. But it's a different this is type not of you. This is, this a is screamo. not Screamo I think at it's all. Like, it's, it's, this, like, it's like, it's ordering me to believe that he is a rocketeer. It's, it's, it's like standing, it's, it's like he's standing on top of a mountain, just screaming at the top of his lungs that he's a rocket. <laughs> it, it, it just was not good and it was very cringy and very difficult to get through the track as a whole i just kept thinking what am i listening to now the 
the other track, Brighter, was phenomenal. Or I wouldn't say phenomenal, but oh, yeah. it was a big <laughs> step up. You go from Rocketeer to Brighter, and it is a complete 360. I thought the composition yeah, was actually good on Brighter, and their vocals. You can actually they, hear them sing. <laughs> it's because they probably turned that one guy's mic off, and they just assumed that it would be so better shut your that face. Way. You ruined the first song. You're not ruining this. And we both agreed there, Gray, that Brighter was the better of this release here. Yes, <laughs> oh, it was yeah, by easily. far. It's Brighter not, it's was the best track in this release. And I thought all their vocals were great in it. And this showcase, like, they have talent. They have the vocal capability. And when they slow it down, that that's what they need to do. I, there's no saving Rocketeer. Even if they slowed that track down, there's no saving that. That's just... That that's just a whole other thing, but with tracks like I mean, you're brighter, just getting yelled that that person's a, a rocketeer, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, he already made his point. He's a rocketeer. I just think br- brighter showcase that hey, this group can do very good songs. They have the capability of it. They have the talent. It's just it. I I I guess they were trying to go through. I I know what they were trying to go for for rocketeer, but it just failed miserably. At least with brighter, that that was that was the only redeemable redeemable part on this track. So, it was a, uh, yeah, it, it was something. I I I kind of know what I'm gonna get with Eni from now on, just given this type of group. And well, I mean, it's the it's it's the group of of jail one hundred one produce one hundred one Japan. Yeah. So so you know we know what this group is going to be already, just by knowing. It's background. I when I saw that, I was just like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, regardless, <laughs> I was just gonna say it's it. Go ahead, go ahead. At, at least they had one redeemable one, brighter. But we'll see what lies in the future, and I'm just hoping it's nothing like Rocketeer again. Yeah, regardless, this week it's all the lovely seventy-one thousand two hundred and twenty-eight points. And going on up to a wonderful debut of the lovely boy group, Naniwa Danchi, with their their lovely track of Hachishin Love. And this is this is the next generation of Johnny's right here. I certainly believe that you say what a very strong release this particular track was and it is they they are the new johnny's west because they are from the kansai so johnny's west is their their senpai group here but right out of the gate running this was an amazing release that's an understatement i mean literally they also had several additions too which makes it nice so, I I know this is more Grace Forte, but can I dive into this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Right ahead. I mean, you're, yeah. you're already talking. So yeah, right yeah, ahead, yeah. I, I just got I was just gonna wait for a pause and, and jump in, but yeah, I mean, if you want to dive in, go ahead. So this is one that I saw, boy group. It's either gonna be a yay thumbs up or a nay. What the hell did I just listen to? I. Yeah. So I will say, um, Uba, Ubadabu, Love is a little bit, it's, it's a little bit generic. However, a part of me 
loved it. And it's that part of me of being this elementary school, middle school girl watching freaking NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and having all those little crushes and little hearts all in her head and just singing along and dancing and so excited about these generic boy groups. And this is what Naniwa Danchi gave me. And that's one of the reasons I absolutely love this track. I sat there, or laid there, I was in the bed watching this, and singing, and just like going along with it. Just happy as can be, swaying along, and it brought me back to all those good old memories of me being this little girl. And as I was listening to it, I thought, I actually do like this. It's very, very generic, but I think their vocals are good. It's cute. It just has this nice air about it, and it just brought all the memories back of those teen years and my love for the boy groups. So, Greg, did this song make you also think back of when you were a little girl with the little hearts? And how did you know? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, that's how I feel every single time I listen to the Sailor Moon song. (laughs) Oh my lord! But no, in all seriousness, this is a oh my god! This this is this if this, this is a this is how you debut in my two cents. Like, come out now, with a stellar track. You say this is how you debut. I would love to hear like personally which one because you know these are the more traditional Johnny style. You know, as, yes. as much as we. We harp on Snowman and Stones as you know, as as popular as they became as well. You know, they they are a little bit not of the traditional Johnny style. Yes. Uh, with Nani uh, Nani Wadanchi and and King of Prince is more the traditional Johnny style. Now, because we've listened to this debut track and King of Prince debut track of Cinderella Girls. Which one do you personally love? Uh, funny you should mention that. I was actually listening to that earlier. <laughs> I, I like this one more. I mean, King of Prince had a, like, Cinderella Girl is a great track. I, I don't want to, but for me personally, this is much, Uba Love is more in my style. This is more to my yeah. taste, and this is much more what. I like well, in, also, in my groups. Also, but you you say that, but during that time that we did like King and Prince with Cinderella Girls, you weren't into that style as much as you were now. Yeah, and I had in that moment I was beginning my my transitionary phase, if that makes any sense. Like I wasn't into it yet, but I was developing that. Like I was starting to develop that sense of wanting to, you know, I was getting there, and I would credit Cinderella Girl as being like one of the 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 tracks that really helped push me in that direction. But you, you know, I I I've, I liked Cinderella Girl, and I would love to grab like their first album so I can you know I could have it. Hmm. But when I listened to it, I didn't feel like I needed it in my life that particular moment and i already have this in a shopping cart on cd japan <laughs> so like i'm waiting till Th- tuesday this question when I get paid. also go- this this question also goes towards you luna because i would love to hear your your thoughts of this so i honestly think that king and prince cinderella girl impressed me a lot more 
as a song. So, while Uba Davu is more of a nostalgia factor, I still think it's a great song, but I believe, to me, I think Cinderella Girl is a better track and did make more of an impression. This brought more of the nostalgia factor back. However, I mean, I honestly think they both made great debuts. I just think King and Prince might have had a little bit more impact on me. Yeah, you say that, you say that, Cinderella Girls and and Udadabu has that impact. You know, when I first initially listened to this, because I wasn't really paying attention to the news during this time, so I didn't know what Naniwa Danchi was beforehand. Because I didn't think they were Johnny's originally. Because when I listened to this, when I saw the debut, I was like, this has very, very much Cinderella Girls vibe. And now I know why. After kind of just digging a little deeper here. But I think, for me, Cinderella Girls has that much, much more. Because it also reignited my love for Johnny-style music. But that doesn't deny the fact that Ubudabu did fairly well. And I think it's a solid track on itself. And... I don't need to worry about Johnny's anymore because of the fact that they have these two groups to carry on the the so-called torch of Johnny's style now. I don't think I need to worry about that because I, I was a little worried with the release of Snowman and Stones because you have two artists that obviously is a bit more of the times of, of the younger generations and what the music scale is turning into. And you're losing that traditional boy, Johnny's boy group style with those two groups. Obviously, they transitioned a bit more towards that with their latest releases. And we've been kind of liking them a whole lot more. But I was really losing that style with now because it was only King and Prince that was continuing on that traditional Johnny style. But now with Nani Wadanshi, I don't need to worry about that. Now, this could all go to hell in about their next release, and they just do a hardcore dance single that I just absolutely hate. But as of right now, Uburabe with Naniwa Danshi is fantastic, and I don't need to worry about this. I agree, and very well said, because I, I had, I didn't know they were Johnny's. I wasn't 100% sure associated with it. Listening to them, I thought that, but I didn't, you know, the initial listen, I'm like, Mm. could be couldn't be but i do believe yes we got two good art two amazing groups carrying on the torch and i'm very glad to see that and i'm looking forward to their next release and i'm really hoping it stays along the lines of Udabu Lavu. yeah i am I, I i'll probably order this track a little later this week and i am really eager to see what uh, Nani Wadanshi does next. Like, like they, they make a great first impression, and you know, really, like they, they really have a lot of charm about them, even in the one, you know, in this Ubu Love. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just a very charming and wonderful track, and I, I absolutely adored it. I, I will be buying it, and uh, I yeah, can't this, wait. It, it, it's very interesting now because now we've gone through four debuts for for Johnny's and I'm I for one you know can't wait to see how they grow and you know as long as we continue with this show I'd love to see how their style and 
their maturity of what a group they become. And I can't wait to see that. Same. Yep, same. But regardless, you know, this blew everything out of water because it is associated to Johnny. So as a strong debut, you know, I think this is... And no, it's it's not the strongest debut by by a group done by Johnny's because that that is taken by Snowman and Stones with their double A side release. But regardless, Udadabu sold fantastic. It sold over seven hundred thousand copies, and it's only physical copies because it's it's Johnny's. So, <laughs> but with that, let's go on to the album side here really fast. And just things of note, we have Empire with Bright Future. We got the Bang Dream Girls Man Party, their covers collection, volume 6 at number 6. So that's interesting there. We got Choke Tokyo with Dance, Dance, Dance. And I really hope they stop at the The World Tour that they're doing right now because, oh boy. <laughs> We got the best of uh, best brothers. This is J Soul Brothers by the Sandame J Soul Brothers. It's their best of album at number two, and Chaotic Wonderland by Tomorrow X together at number one. But yeah, you know you can. I I want to say thank you for listening to this episode of Ungakudo. You can find us on all social media platforms at Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow our website where we talk more about the Japanese music industry. And report more news about that on ongakudu.com. You can follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter. He is a retro streamer. And you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Koryu Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our affiliate, TimberTaff, who is going through the weeds of his Deltarune video right now. So if you want to see an inside look of how YouTube creation is done can go check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who's probably really, really excited about the upcoming Final Fantasy XIV release. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainStarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out our affiliate, Fangirl Has No Name, who is going to be a publishing pretty soon i believe within the next couple months so be on the lookout for that if you want to follow her on all the lovely stuff you can check her out twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name f-a-n-g-i-r-l-h-a-s-n-o-n-a-m-e you can also check out the podcast that i do with kyo timber and fangirl called potasaurus this week we talked about a whole giggle of things we talked about Delta Round. We talked about the internet age of gaming and how sequel-itis happens. We also talked about the abuse of licensed music with the release of Guardians of the Galaxy on modern gaming systems. But yeah. You can follow me personally at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Ainaiba, Roboco, Robo, and more Ainaiba. Where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on several of the social media sites, such as my anime list, Letterboxd, Anime Planet, and Twitter as LunaMaria87. And you can find me on Instagram as NerdyCollectorLuna, where I mainly talk about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, what in the crap did I just purchase. Oh, and photos of the kitties, because I got, I got a new kitten, and she's very bad. And you, Gray. You can find me on Twitter. I don't got a great word to about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. 
But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode of Ongakuryu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your week. Jamatane. And this is great. Hope everyone has a wonderful week, and we'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.